0: Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at sons of libertymedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from Saturday. So if you missed that... And you want to catch that? You can do so up until three o'clock Eastern this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got there. Look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. A lot of friends over there this morning. So good morning to you guys. Good to see you. And uh, while you're there, please subscribe to the channel. The channel is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. If you want to go there directly for Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And then also we're streaming live on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page over there, and they have a really big audience, so we appreciate Michael and his team giving both the morning and afternoon show a spot on their platform. Back to Sons of Liberty media.com. While you're over there, right up under where we're streaming live, you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, that goes out once a day between, well, it's late afternoon, early evening, That you'll get that. And uh, that is all the articles we have up on Sons of Liberty for. The day, including the morning show archive. So any of the stuff we're going to talk about, links and such, all that's going to be in there. All you gotta do is go there. That's it. And then I forgot to open up the store because I'm going to make mention of this, but later on this morning, Lord willing, uh, I'm going to have that package deal ready with the books and shirts. Okay, uh, that I that I told you about. And one, the shirt is the Soldier of the Cross T-shirt. $20 artwork second to none. This one is, is really heavy duty, the print on it, so it's, it should last a good bit. Mine's already been through a couple of washings, and the colors are still brilliant on it. And this is $20. If you're double X or, or bigger, then it'll be a $5 extra charge on the shirt. You'll see that uh, when you go to select the shirt. And that's based off the artwork on the book, Soldier of the Cross book, $10. That's Bradley's new book, as well as all the profits were pointing to the front That one's also $10. Both are available in our store. And what we're going to do is we're putting together a package deal. I haven't even got a chance to see it because of this weekend. But uh, we're going to do the Soldier of the Cross book, the T-shirt, and one of the dog tags. So I've got to figure out how to make all the sizes of the shirts where you can choose those and whether you want a black or silver dog tag. So it's going to take me a little bit, and I just didn't have time this weekend. I'll let you know a little bit about what this weekend was, because it's very inspiring, very encouraging, uh, to, uh, because I see the Lord at work in this. And I was telling our guest uh, just before, I'm, I'm seeing what the evil one is doing, and all his little children, okay, and I see what God is doing, too. And it's, it's, very, it's very encouraging to know our Father knows our needs before we have them. And if we'll trust in Him, if we'll look to Him, if we'll cry out to Him, then He will hear us. But again, this has to be on His terms. And I don't know how. I just now noticed this. <laughs> but Somehow, I have got an extra little Sons of Liberty thing up there, and I don't know what went on. I pfft, Something happened. Let's see if that did it. Well, that didn't help either, did it? I don't know where, where that extra Sons of Liberty is coming from. Anyway, guys, just bear with me. We're going to be off the screen shortly. Uh, I, you guys have heard me talk about, and we've had Dr. Patrick Vickers on. In fact, we were speaking about Dr. Vickers on Saturday. Uh, and not it wasn't anything bad, but we had both Kate and Dee on. Both ladies overcame their cancer. They overcame it naturally. Um, They did it with uh, D, obviously, included cannabis. I think Kate might have even included that. But Kate was definitely on the Gerson therapy. And if you're unlike me and you got a hard hearing, you think there's a T in there. There's not. It's G-E-R-S-O-N. And uh, we've had Patrick on before, and I wanted to get him back on. And this is a great tag team because they're giving you their story about how they overcame their cancer and they defeated it. And they're living healthy, long lives while many of their friends are now gone, and uh, who chose to go down the road of chemotherapy and all these other things? So it's my privilege to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Doctor Patrick Vickers. Good to see you, man. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely, it's my my privilege, and it's great to see you. And uh, again, you know, we we came up, uh, you know, from from hearing what was going on down there in Florida, and uh, like I said, I was very encouraged. We just came off of a thing in September where we went down and heard Dr. Brian Artis and Dr. Ely, Dr. Group, and Dr. Schmidt at the Healing for the Ages conference, which was fantastic, really dealing with you know getting good nutrition in the body and different ways to help the body. Uh, and then before that, we were out at Red Peel with G. Edward Griffin, and cancer was an issue there that was being spoken of. And um, so it's it's a privilege to have you back on. And if you would, tell people just a little bit about who you are, and what you do. And let's get into some some details about some of the things that you do.
1: Yeah, so um, again, I'm Dr. Patrick Vickers, and I have a clinic that's based in the Gerson therapy. Uh, back in 1996, when I was a year away from graduating chiropractic school, which I wanted to be a chiropractor since I was 11 years old. I'm a year away from graduating chiropractic school when a woman by the name of Charlotte Gerson who was the last living iconic daughter of Dr. Max Gerson, who Nobel Peace Prize winner Dr. Albert Schweitzer called the greatest genius in medical history. Well, she came and spoke at my school, the last living daughter of Dr. Max Gerson. Uh, Dr. Gerson, for all intents and purposes, was reversing virtually every single degenerative disease between 1910 and 1959 when he died and up until his death in 1959. And even today, he remains the most censored doctor in the history of medicine. Absolutely, hands down, no doubt about it. Eight movies have chronicled Dr. Gerson's work and no other therapy can remotely boast but more than one. One movie, perhaps chronicling its work, let alone eight. Why? Because there's nothing that can remotely compare to what Dr. Gerson historically has been able to accomplish in its ability to reverse advanced terminal disease. Kate like you mentioned, a classic example of that. So in 1996, Charlotte Gerson was speaking at our school. And when she finished, I I knew, I said, that's what I'm going to do for a living. And she recognized that passion that I had for her father and her father's work. And she invited me to come live with her at her home in San Diego, where she had all her father's handwritten files of all his active patients between 1910 and 1959 when he died. And I'm now I'm one of maybe three people left in the world today that have actually gone through those handwritten files. And so we've taken Dr. Gerson's work. We've expounded on it since 1959 based on the things that have come out in the scientific literature proving benefit to a cancer patient or any disease patient for that matter. And we now coin that the advantage. Advanced Gerson therapy. And so we have the Advanced Gerson Therapy Clinic where we carry out Dr. Gerson's work and the things we've used to expound on his ideas that he left us uh, when he died in 1959. And Kate Shemarani you know, was a patient of mine, uh, it's probably going on 12 years ago now, she, you know, presented with a pleomorphic presentation of breast cancer, which is one of the more deadlier breast cancers you can possibly have. And not only is she cured and well today, but she's a gleaning model of health, as you well know. And that's yes, because she still she still lives by those principles.
0: Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty incredible the simplicity that God has given us. He hasn't given us something burdensome, and we're going to get into that in a minute, just how how simple it is for people, but then man wants to come along and complicate it until you got to go through all this other jump through all these hoops and dive in these tubes and take this stuff into your body and all this other that God did not make, and uh, God knows best as to what what will make us healthy. It's really interesting. We were having a conversation yesterday uh, at the not yesterday, the day before on Saturday, uh, at the Hyatt, the LifeWave conference, and there was a gentleman there who his wife was dealing with cancer for going on three years, and uh, he was he was using he's using the patches in some way, and he said he was telling us, well, the, these are helping in some areas, but she's still got the cancer and uh you know we we talked even if people do that they've they can't substitute anything for the nutrition that they put in their bodies we had john richardson on last week who i think probably benefited very his father benefited very much in the b17 issue which i know you promote there uh at yeah. uh, at the gerson center but this gentleman was telling us, and I said, well, I've got a guy that we're going to have on the radio this morning, so I hope the gentleman's listening this morning. I said, we got Patrick Vickers from the Gerson Center. Why not have your wife listen to that? And Patrick's been kind enough to uh, pass out a, a code that people can use, Kate, so that you, he knows that you're coming from uh, the show here, and um, and and he'll take care of you. And Patrick, the last time you were on the show, I mean, you were making a pretty astounding claim. Anybody has got cancer, you know, you come down here in six weeks, You're not going to have it because we're going to change what you're putting into your body and what you're doing. And let's get into some of that. What was it that Dr. Gerson settled on? Because one of the first things that we did in the interview that you and I did was we read from Daniel chapter 1. And he talked about he rejected the king's meat, and we're not told exactly what the meat was. We don't know if they were doing mRNA, hormones, antibiotics back then. They probably were. There's nothing new under the sun. But he rejected that, and he says, no, give us water and lentils, and lentils are full of vitamin B17 big time. You said, Dr. Gerson, this is one of the verses he first went to. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, Genesis 129, right? You shall eat every seed bearing herb and fruit, for this shall be your food. I guess some uh, translations, this shall be your meat, right? So um, just to clarify one thing. you're not cured of cancer in six weeks. What I will say is Nobel Peace Prize winner, Dr. Albert Schweitzer, eight years before he won the Nobel Prize, had severely advanced diabetes, doctor cured him of that in six weeks. That's pretty much standard fare on the Gerson therapy. If you have advanced type two diabetes, typically within six weeks, we have you off all, all your medications. Now you're not finished at six weeks. You have to continue to rebuild your organism, which can take up to 12 months in that case. But cancer's, you know, that's the monster in the room. That actually is a two-year process. If okay. you talk to Kate, okay. if you talk to Kate Shemarani, she'll tell you she had to do it for two full years in order to completely cure herself of that disease. But anyway, getting back to Dr. Gerson's therapy, you know, people always ask, well, what's the secret of Dr. Gerson's therapy? Why is it so successful? And the answer is simple, because it's the most difficult. It is the most difficult therapy you can possibly do because it requires a radical intensive dietary and lifestyle change in order to cure yourself of your disease. There are no magic bullets. There are no shortcuts to healing. We spend five, six decades destroying our body through our diets, through our lifestyles, through environmental exposure to think that we can cure it with one magic bullet, you know, an IV of laetrile or a hyperbaric oxygen chamber or IV vitamin C, it's not going to happen. Those things can all serve as valuable adjuncts, but if and only if... You have radically changed your diet and lifestyle in an intensive way. And there is nothing more intensive than the Gerson therapy as it relates to that radical dietary regimen and detoxification. So Dr. Gerson's therapy, patients are getting 20 pounds of organic fruits and vegetables every single day, mostly in the form of juices. But they do get three fully cooked organic meals every single day. But they're getting 17 pounds of those 20 pounds in the form of fresh pressed juices every hour on the hour. And I can't tell you how important it is that those juices are made every hour on the hour and drunk immediately to get the most benefit from that juice. So that's the dietary regimen. Then there's a very specific supplementation regimen that is specifically geared towards reestablishing proper metabolism. You hear it all the time in natural medicine, how all these diseases are metabolic diseases. Well, what does that mean? It means that these diseases are simply a breakdown in human metabolism, which is the most essential foundation of life, which we learned in biochemistry 101 in chiropractic school, the first three weeks of our education they didn't teach us that that's how you restore cancer or re, you know cure cancer and restore people to health from degenerative disease they only taught it to us as the very basic foundation of life metabolism and so metabolism defined is the breakdown of food into energy and that's multiple phases throughout the body And in order to restore the human body, Gerson understood you had to restore metabolism. So you do that through diet. You do that through very specific supplementation. And you have to do that with very powerful detoxification. And the way we detoxify the human body on the Gerson therapy is the infamous coffee enema there is nothing more powerful than the coffee enema for detoxification and our patients also get castor oil every other day in order to detoxify the liver in the human body those two procedures there is nothing more powerful to detoxify the human body and so that is the basic principles that dr gerson laid out in his basic therapy which he left for us in 1959
0: Now, how many people, I'm I'm just kind of curious, how many people went through uh, Dr. Gerson's, his therapy? Do you have any idea of how many people he was able to help in his time?
1: Well, when I was going through his files uh, at her home, you know, he was doing this between, let's see, 19, essentially 1905, 1907, somewhere in there, up until his death in 1959. So you're looking at 55, 50, 55 years, essentially, and You know, he literally treated, I would say close to in those 55 years, probably 10 to 20,000 people that he was able to, you know, to treat. Now, we don't cure everybody. That needs to be very clear. You know, stage one, stage two, I mean, forget it. I mean, that's a slam dunk pretty much, right? But you get into stage three, stage four, and we're not curing everybody. Let's make that perfectly clear. Uh, A lot of times it's just down to basic compliance. If people aren't compliant to the radical changes they need to make, well, obviously they're not going to survive. But sometimes a body's so far gone that we cannot restore it. It doesn't matter what we do. We just can't restore it. But nevertheless – Gerson had incredible success rates, you know, when he was alive, and he even theorized before he died that there's going to come a point where my basic therapy just isn't going to get the results that it's getting now when he was alive. And he's right, because every generation that's been born since his death is constitutionally weaker than the generation before it. So to try to restore the human body today compared to when Dr. Gerson was alive, we think in advanced stages when he was alive, he was getting upwards of 50 to 60, maybe even 60 65% of a cure rate. Today, you know, in the, the most advanced stages, if we're getting 30 to 35% in the most advanced stages a complete reversal, you know, that's probably where our numbers lie. Now, if we can't completely cure them in the most advanced stages, we certainly can extend their lives exponentially more than modern medicine can right with chemotherapy and radiation and surgery i mean you know you just can't heal people on cutting burning and poisoning people uh with mustard gas which is the foundations of chemotherapy it literally is mustard gas which is what they use to kill people in biological warfare so you know he probably treated upwards of twenty thousand people you know between those 55 years And, uh, you know, word was out. Trust me, word was out. And that's why he was the most censored doctor leading up to his death. And even today, which, you know, I mentioned to you about YouTube and Google specifically censoring the Gerson therapy from this point on.
0: Yeah. Now, let's uh, let's talk a couple of things, because I got some some ladies in the chat. They're saying we got our pen and paper ready to take notes and this, that and the other. Let's talk about some of the things that, that you do there at the Gerson Clinic. Uh, for instance, when you say hyperbaric chambers, can you help people understand what that is and why you're incorporating that? And let's talk about a couple of things that you're doing down there.
1: Yeah. So in 1931, Otto Warburg won the Nobel Prize in Medicine for demonstrating the cancer, viruses, and bacteria can't survive in a body where the body's properly oxygenated, where the cells are properly oxygenated. And he went on to theorize that the body's primary ability to oxygenate cells and tissues was an alkaline diet. And so when we talk about alkalinity and acidity, alkalinity promotes health, acidity promotes disease. Well, what are we really talking about there? Well, we're talking about pH and pH is potential hydrogen. And what happens when you're acidic, you have a buildup of Uh, you know, positively charged hydrogen ions that are literally preventing oxygen from getting into the cells. And so with the Gerson therapy, we apply the oxygen therapies that are available, available to us today, whether it's intravenous ozone, whether it's hyperbaric oxygen, whether it's rectal ozone. Why? Because if we can, if we can, increase the body's ability to accept oxygen into the cell through an alkaline diet, which that's where the Gerson therapy reigns supreme, is, is in its alkalinity. And then we hit the body with other oxygen treatments while we're just enhancing Dr. Gerson's work exponentially, right? And so the hyperbaric chamber, you sit in a chamber, it, it expands, and it's putting in four pounds per square inch of, of oxygen into your body through your tissue. And then when we do intravenous ozone, well, what is ozone? Well, oxygen's O2, ozone is O3. So when you give intravenous ozone, especially with ultraviolet light, so UVB and ozone intravenously, well, that's a major immunostimulant and a wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're doing that as well. And then you have pulse electromagnetic frequency treatment in the form of what's called the beamer mat. And they say that oxygenates tissues 30% greater than a chamber. So these are some of the things that we've added in conjunction with Dr. Gerson's therapy to enhance what he had already left us, you know, oh, 65 years ago now. That's incredible. And
0: and the Beamer matter, I know Kate had showed me one. I think I think you had get, got it for her before. She uses, yeah. and those things are quite expensive. And I'm I'm like – how does this work? I mean, the, the technology behind it is definitely men coming and thinking God's thoughts after him. I want to give glory to God for whatever comes about that that helps people, because uh, we had Dr. Merritt on, and she talks about the, them trying to decrease the CO2 down to levels you can't even hardly grow plants in. And mm. so that's why this this weekend was so encouraging, some of the stuff we were hearing that uh the 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 ceo of LifeWave is is trying to come up with and develop because he's wanting to fight against those who are fighting against the people he's wanting to fight on their behalf and uh, i was very encouraged by that but this this thing about putting the oxygen in the body they've had a lot of results i know over in europe just doing sort of an oxygen therapy uh with with cancer patients as well that's that's yielded some fruit as you know uh, as well as the other, but 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 going back, that that food issue is always a thing because we're all we've been trained to look for a pill, a shot, a drink, uh, something that's that's very quick that pops in and and we're done. That's what we're taught and we're we're yeah. told by the liars in the the big pharma company. If you just take this pill, all will be well. If you just take the shot, all will be well. And we're we're seeing that at every stage of that, things are not well with people. They're worse. And I think it's part of a curse of people not believing God yeah. well, about what he said about what to consume and put into our bodies.
1: Well, you know, and that's not just for medicine and big pharma. That goes for the same in natural medicine. Absolutely. There's just so many supplements. Out, there's so many supplements out there. And, you know, these magic. Bullets with the natural medicine that people are promoting. I'll just do this and, you know, take fenbendazole and you're going to be cured of your cancer because you eliminate parasites or uh, take MMS, you know, just take MMS and, and you'll be cured of whatever you have. It's just not true. Okay, you have to completely revamp the diet and properly detox, restore proper metabolism. And it's these other things when done in conjunction with principles laid out by Dr. Gerson, that those things that people are pumping out in natural medicine will, you know, enhance something that we're doing with Gerson. But those things that people are pumping even within natural medicine in and of themselves, like if we just did oxygen therapies in and of themselves, we're not going to cure anyone. I mean, it's that simple. It's when you radically restore and change the underlying metabolism of the human body, which you can only do through diet and very specific supplementation and detoxification that you get the permanent results. and And this is, you know, this is where people, you know, fail to understand that there's always someone trying to sell something. Where the dead are, the vultures gather, and whether that's medicine, conventional medicine, or even natural medicine, we have them. And so, you know, anybody that's sick, they have to radically change that diet with an intensive dietary regimen. We are so depleted today from the processed foods of white sugar, white flour, white rice, all of these processed foods, bagged, boxed, bottled, canned. They've depleted our nutritional status in the body. And that's why we get sick around the fifth decade. The fifth decade is the average age for my patients. That's when they come into the clinic is the fifth decade. Why? Because the fifth decade, the body can handle that onslaught of what we do to it for five decades. And then the body shuts down and it can no longer do what it's naturally designed to do. I have cancer. Tim, you have cancer. We all have cancer. It's a natural bodily process for the body to destroy cancer, get rid of it via the liver and the kidneys. And that's just, that's something the body does daily. So at what point does the body lose its upper hand on what it was created to do naturally? Well, that's about around the fifth decade after we've depleted it to, you know, as far as it could possibly go. And now the cancer gets the upper hand over the immune system. So to restore that human body needs massive amounts of nutrition. And you can't get that in a pill. It's that simple. And that's why Gerson instinctively understood his patients needed 20 pounds of organic fruits and vegetables every single day. That is where your best chances of healing lie, is starting at that very principle.
0: Okay. All right. We've got a question in here. And uh, let me just apologize to Rebecca, because uh, I had to leave because I didn't have internet on Saturday till like after two, and I had a whole bunch of stuff to post. So we were going to get a picture together and maybe do a quick interview. Uh, But she's a listener in in the chat. And she says... Uh, are you familiar with Sansa equipment? Now, Rebecca deals with children with um, uh, brain injuries, cognitive issues, and stuff like that. She said she used it with her kids' electromagnetic pad and biofrequency rods. Are you familiar with that, and how would would that play a role in any of this?
1: Well, I, I'm not, actually. I've never actually heard of that, okay. right? Um, but, you know, in terms of frequencies, like I mentioned, we do PEMF, right? Pulse electromagnetic frequency in the form of the Beamer mat, which... They say enhances oxygenation 35% greater than a chamber. And when you understand the science behind it, you'd understand why that's the case. So, you know, anything, you know, dealing with frequencies and stuff today, I mean, even Rife, I mean, Rife came out with his own machine, you know, back in the day, I don't know, 1920s, 1930s. And, you know, allegedly that had some success in in dealing with certain conditions. But, you know, certainly their energy medicine, you know, is... One of the things that people are trying to take into the future at at our clinic, we use near infrared light, specifically near infrared light because of the science coming out. You can read a book called The Medicine of Light by Jonathan Mead, The Medicine of Light. And so what's coming out or Nathaniel, it might be Nathaniel Mead. Um, The Medicine of Light, what it's demonstrating is that when you bombard the body with chlorophyll, which obviously we do with the green juices and the raw living spirulina that we're now putting into our green juices. So our patients are getting flooded with chlorophyll. Well, when you flood the body with chlorophyll, and this is the science coming out today, then you hit it with near-infrared light specifically, not far-infrared, not mid-infrared, only near-infrared, that it's it has the body's, the same capability of chemo in terms of its ability to cause apoptosis or cancer cell death. So chlorophyll with near-infrared light, that's energy medicine today. So energy medicine is becoming more popular. But, again, only if you do it in conjunction with a very strict, intensive dietary protocol. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that we heard that over the weekend too. With the with the different patches that work off frequency and work off your own body's light, is they is that was reiterated by several people there that hey, if you're not controlling what you're putting in this hole right here, you're going to have a lot of problems, even with this, even with even using our products that. They work, they're great in in a lot of ways, but it's like, this is not a silver bullet. There is a a big thing, and I think that's tied directly to how God set up his creation. And he put things specifically, you mentioned Genesis chapter 1. I I feel like I just reiterate that over and over. That's such a simple thing uh, that people should know that the creator put, and he said, I've given you this, this shall be your meat. And a lot of that's tied to seeds too. A lot of people don't eat the seeds. You know, they want to spit out the seeds. No, eat them. They're good for you. What do you think, mate, has got that energy and that power in it to cause that fruit or that vegetable to grow? I mean, that's when you start thinking about it, it's really kind of simple, even though it's wondrous. You sit back and yeah. go, you wonder at the simplicity. And the wisdom of God in his creation as to what he's made for us, how we're to interact with it, and how it's good for us. And when we depart from that, that's when we get into trouble. Almost every time, well, not almost every time, every time we depart from him in what he's said to do, we get in trouble. We bring we bring curses on ourselves. We bring problems upon ourselves. There's, there's just no doubt about it.
1: No doubt about it. I mean, even in natural medicine today, right? Well, for whatever reason, people love to have their intellect stimulated. And if it's not lofty and something that takes, you know, massive amounts of time to read and understand, well, that must not be effective. What made Gerson such an intricate genius was his ability to break break disease and health down to its most basic elemental foundation and again that is metabolism and let me tell you something it's so simple a child could understand it i can sit down with a child and explain to them the principles of the gerson therapy why we get sick how you cure disease and that child can walk out thinking, Oh yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. You know, it is really so simple. And even in natural medicine today, these things and ideas that we're creating that are just beyond lofty and, 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 you know, claiming, making these claims that, you know, we can cure disease with a lot of these things. It's, it, it's going above and beyond now, you know, and, and, you know, Gerson invented the wheel, uh, back in 1910. And there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. We can improve on the wheel, but there's no reason to reinvent, you know, what he left Amen. back, you know, in 1959. But it is it, it is so basic, elemental in its foundations and its simplicity, and that's really what made him the genius that he was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now we got it. We got another question. This is a place where we're going to because this is part of Gerson therapy, and that is. Coffee enemas. Now, Kate talks about that constantly. Of course, she throws in a lot of humor. Uh, her cat got a couple of it. Her wall got a couple of everything else. But uh, people hear this, and when we did the show on this, what was this? This was in November of last year that we did. So it's been almost a year. Uh, yeah. I wish I could have captured all of the peanut gallery comments in the chat because it was we had a lot of commodions. Yes, that's yeah. that was the joke that was going, but. <laughs> But there is a real sense, you know, I thought when we started doing that show, I thought it was to clean out the intestines, but that's not the case at all. It's there to clear out the liver, right? Can you tell us how that works? And I mean, how did he come up with this? Who, how did he start thinking, hey, if we give coffee in your rear, that somehow this is going to benefit you rather than just drinking it. Can you help
1: people understand some of that? Absolutely. First, I'll tell you how he discovered it. Remember, Gerson was practicing medicine when? During World War One. So when German medical units were surrounded by allied forces, they couldn't get supplies in like medicines and things they needed, you know, for soldiers that were sitting there on cots after surgeries and excruciating pain. They couldn't get pain medications into them. So the nurses needing to do something to help these soldiers that were in excruciating pain they decided to take the coffee that the surgeons were drinking to help them get through the night and do all these surgeries they decided to give coffee enemas to these soldiers that were in agonizing pain hang, hang on hang on so you're saying they decided to do that i
0: mean what in their mind what did they get from watching the doctors who it's used to keep up what made a nurse say hey Let's give it to them rectally, and that'll ease the pain. What, what tripped in their mind to, to, to try to do that?
1: Well, let's face it. Look, our great-grandparents, their grandparents, their grandparents, from the day they were born you know, to the day they died, it was very common practice. If you were sick, you got castor oil or cod liver oil, and you got an enema. That was basic folk home medicine for our generation. Oh, yeah, no, that was basic standard care in households if you were sick. And so to give an enema back in 1910 was just common sense, you know. And so that's that was the first thing they thought of. And so now we know, based on the work of a guy named Peter Lechner, that when you do one coffee enema, its therapeutic results increase 6 to 700% greater than normal. What What is that? So your liver produces an enzyme. It's called glutathione transferase. Glutathione transferase is one of the most potent detoxifying enzymes in the human body. And your liver, it takes palmitic acid in order to create glutathione transferase. Well, properly roasted organic coffee not from a drinking bean, but a bean with a more basic pH is loaded with palmitic acid. And so, like I said, it's been demonstrated that when you do one coffee enema, the production of glutathione transferase by the body goes up six to 700%. It's incredible. greater, Greater than normal. So our patients, they're getting five coffee enemas per day, Okay. And so there's just not a more potent way to detoxify the human body. Now, people say, well, why do I have to take it rectally? Why can't I drink it? And here's the reason why. When you take it rectally, what's sitting right there as it enters the rectum? The hemorrhoidal veins. The hemorrhoidal veins, they dump into the portal vein. And the portal vein ends in the liver. So when you take something rectally, It goes straight to the liver without being burned up in the digested process. That's why if you drank a bottle of vodka, you'd get really sick. But if you took a bottle of vodka rectally, you're literally dead in 20 to 30 minutes. Wow. Because it hasn't been properly metabolized by the stomach, by the pancreas, by the intestinal tract. It has literally gone straight to the liver without being properly metabolized, and you go into liver coma and you die. But when you do a coffee enema, it goes straight to the liver without those palmitic acid salts being burned up in the digestive process. Also, when you drink coffee, you actually produce adrenaline. One drop of pure adrenaline, they say, could kill a horse, and so when we're drinking coffee it's actually working on our adrenal system whereas when you're taking it rectally it doesn't have that same effect. If I drink a cup of coffee I'm an, I'm a wreck. But I could do 5 coffee enemas a day and I don't feel a thing. Why? Because it's not working on the adrenal system like it is as you drink it, you know, through normal routes so to speak. So when you take that coffee enema rectally, there is not a more potent way to detoxify the human body. It goes straight to the liver, completely unadulterated. Those palmitic acid salts are taken up by the liver and they create glutathione transferase. Now, let me make it very clear that when you stimulate that process of glutathione transferase production, you use up massive amounts of nutrients. It requires all your B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin K. It requires all of that in order to create glutathione transferase. So if you're just doing coffee enemas without replenishing with the nutrition, you'll cause more harm than good in the end. I, I'm just, I, I'm really just blown away uh, at
0: some of these things and and how they do. Uh, it's not that I didn't know they used enemas, but to use coffee in, in its place and I guess the question is, with all of this, and by the way, the glutathione is a big deal, too. I know that's a big detoxifier uh, mm. the body emits. And, of course, we use some of those patches uh, I was using them with my mom. My mom start, stopped using them. But we were using that with the LifeWay patches called the glutathione that, that exuberated, like, 300% more glutathione than the other by just simply reflecting your body's light, which is incredible. But all of these things are, are what the goal of the Gerson therapy is: detoxification. Every step looks like it's just nothing more than detoxifying the body uh, to make it to make it in a situation where the body can heal itself the way the Creator designed. Okay, let's talk about something else. Okay, so we talked about hyperbaric chamber, and you said the Beamer mat pretty much replicates that, but it does it on a on a much more massive scale. Did I understand that correctly?
1: Yeah. So. Today, for whatever reason, whether it's dietary, maybe it's EMF radiation, maybe it's stress, today our blood cells, if you look at them on live microscopy, they're clumped together. Our blood cells, they're all clumped together for whatever reason. It's probably factors relating to all those things I just mentioned. But you have to understand what what do our cells look like. Well, around our cells are cell membranes. And in order to properly oxygenate cells, in order to properly get nutrients, make nutrients bioavailable, in order to detoxify properly, all that takes place at the level of the cell membrane. So you want the full surface area of the cell membrane in order to be able to deliver oxygen into the cell, in order to be able to deliver nutrients into the cell, in order to be able to detoxify things out of the cells. Well, when your blood cells are all clumped together, you ruin the the surface area of those cells. Something miraculous happens when you lie on a beamer mat. And this is proven on live microscopy. You can do it live microscopy while you're sitting there on the beamer mat. Those blood cells, those cells start to separate. And all of a sudden you see arteries and veins with completely formed circular cells. They unclump, the beamer mat unclumps the cells. And so you have an arterial system complete with nothing but circular cells. You no longer see the clumping. So what would that do to oxygenation, nutrient bioavailability, detoxification? If you have the full surface area of those cell membranes to accomplish what needs to be accomplished, that's why the beamer mat is so powerful. And you only need to do it eight minutes twice a day to get a full day's effect. You don't need to sit there on it for 45 minutes. We did it. We both did it. We got violently ill because because it detoxifies so heavily when you do that. But anyway, so that's what the Beamer mat does. So we prepare the body for being able to oxygenate cells through the alkaline diet of the Gerson therapy. We put someone on the Beamer mat to unclump those blood cells and then we hit them with the oxygen therapies. I mean, there's just not a more effective way to address the major issue of oxygenating cells because we know cancer's fungal. It's fungal and fermentative in nature. It survives in an anaerobic environment. So once you restore the oxygenating capacity of the body through these things, through near-infrared light and chlorophyll, which is photosynthesis essentially, Cancer can't survive in that environment.
0: Yeah, the, and the things that you're saying it, again, I, I see it just going back to this oxygenation of the cells because any kind of disease exists where the oxygen level is low or even non-existent in some cases. And this leads me to to another one. Uh, I'm just going to show people here real quickly. This is um, this is Patrick's website, and uh, this is one of the uh, the things he's got on there. Look at that. Is that yeah, peach? So- is that peaches? Or an that apple. Looks like, that looks like a pear
1: with like a okay. blueberry puree. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's our cooks. Our Makes, cooks are uh,
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the food you're putting. These are all different kinds of treatments that you're using, and they're not unnatural. They're, they're oxygen is as a, as a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Coffee is a natural thing. Um, what else did we talk about? Ozone is a natural thing. All right, let's talk about the foods because this mm. is the, this is the real key. All those other things work together with that. But as I was listening, even uh, before we went to the LifeWave conference, I, I was listening to some stuff on living foods, eating living foods. And of course, when you go in the grocery store, everything but that first little section that you go in, fruits and vegetables, and even that one you have to kind of, it's like a landmine that you're, you know, landmines you're walking through with those things too. But everything else is pretty much, you don't want to really eat that stuff um, because it's not good for you. Uh, it's, they, yeah. they call it food, but it's not. Yeah. So what kind of foods can people expect when they go down to your place
1: uh, for the Gerson Therapy? Yeah. So let's look at the juicing regimen, right? You know, up until 1952, Gerson's juicing regimen was completely different than the last seven years of his life. He completely revamped his juicing protocol based on what was coming out in the scientific literature of his time. That was the amazing thing about Dr. Gerson. He was the consummate scientist. He was constantly trying to perfect his therapy based on what was coming out in the scientific literature of his time. Well, the juicing regimen today, excuse me, I got my nose is driving me nuts here, but, um, the juicing regimen that he left us in 1959, eight or nine of those juices throughout the day are carrot, carrot and Granny Smith apple or carrot and lemon and Granny Smith apple specifically. Why? It's ingenious. So when sugar goes into the cell, right, it goes through something called the Krebs cycle. If oxygen is present, sugar gets broken down into energy via the krebs cycle and that takes a three-step process so the krebs cycle is three reactions can you clarify that, patrick you're not talking about the
0: white purified kind of processed yeah. sugar you're talking about something else can you clarify just so people understand
1: yeah well look fruit and vegetable sugars and this is the big this is the other big fallacy in natural medicine today is that sugar feeds cancer if sugar fed cancer The Gerson therapy would be leading people to their graves quicker than they would get there naturally because the Gerson therapy is 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day in sugar from fruits and vegetables. So you have people out there promoting the ketogenic diet for cancer, saying that if you eat fruits and vegetables, it's going to cause your cancer to grow. That's outrageous. It's actually the opposite. Sugar heals cancer. And our patients are getting 3,500 to 4,000 calories per day of these sugars from fruits and vegetables that contain all the enzymes, all the nutrients that's alkalinizing the body, making oxygen available to create energy via sugar. The body creates energy from sugar, plain and simple. That's how the body creates energy. So if oxygen is present, which it wouldn't be in a ketogenic diet because you're creating such an acidic environment that you can't get oxygen into the cell. It's only when you alkalinize the body that you can get oxygen into the cell to create energy from the breakdown of sugar into energy. That's metabolism, the breakdown of food into energy, which requires sugar and oxygen. With an alkaline diet, you can get the oxygen into the cell to convert that food into energy. The ketogenic people would have it right if everyone was acidic and they weren't juicing and they were eating all you know cookies, cake and ice cream that would obviously feed cancer because you couldn't get oxygen into the cells to break that sugar down into energy. But where the ketogenic people don't understand is that when you have an alkaline diet you get oxygen into the cell and you can convert that sugar into energy. And that energy is what rallies the immune system and ultimately kills the disease. So with that said, one sugar molecule goes through the Krebs cycle inside the cell and it goes through three reactions. The first reaction requires malic acid and granny Smith apples are loaded with malic acid. So Gerson added granny Smith apples to all his juices the carrot, the green juice, and there's also an orange juice in the morning, which is just orange juice. They don't add apple to that. But so, carrots were foundational for Gerson. I think eight or nine of the juices are carrot based, and then there's four green juices they get throughout the day that consist of chard, red cabbage, green pepper, um, watercress, endive, escarole, romaine, bib. Whatever you can get your hands on. you making me of want to go make some juices, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> my mouth is watering add, already. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not so bad, really, especially when you add the Granny Smith apple. It actually makes it quite palatable. But we're adding, uh, you know, raw living spirulina, not powdered organic spirulina, but true raw living spirulina. Interesting. Yeah. Two, it comes from Florida. My friend Tim White from Vero Beach, Florida, has revolutionized spirulina and he's he harvests it on a monday overnights it to us we get it two days later cold packed. we have two weeks to use it it is potent medicine raw spirulina.com and that's his website and so that goes into our green juices as well and that's you know the impetus by which we use the near and infra, near infrared light you know for you know what we mentioned earlier so those are our juices, 13 of them a day from 7, uh, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., a couple juices in between an hour, uh, but they're every hour on the hour, a couple of them are every half hour. And so that is what we do, you know, in terms of the juicing protocol. And then our patients get three fully cooked meals every single day. And now people say, oh, you can't cook it because you kill the enzymes, you kill the nutrition. Well, that's true. But the problem is when people come into the clinic and they're sick, their digestive tracts are sick. Do you know if you put a cancer patient on an all raw diet, they won't do well? They can't. You got to move them. You got to move them along slowly, right? To get to that that point. That's exactly right. The juicing is what provides the raw nutrition. But their meals, believe it or not, need to be thoroughly cooked because. That cooking is actually a form of pre-digestion, which helps them convert that food into energy. If you put a cancer patient, especially an advanced cancer patient, on an all-raw diet, they can't handle the fiber in that food. They can't. Gerson proved this. He put his patients on an all-raw diet, and they did not do well. And so he understood their raw nutrition had to come out of their juices, and their meals had to be thoroughly cooked. Now, they can eat raw fruit. Because fruit's pretty easy to digest. They can have a raw salad because that's pretty easy to digest. But when you start giving raw carrots, raw beans, raw potatoes, raw cauliflower, raw broccoli, that does not work. And he learned that very early on. Those things need to be thoroughly cooked. And so a patient comes to our clinic, they're getting their raw nutrition from the juicing and they're getting three deliciously cooked meals, as you saw in that picture, um, you know, throughout the day. So, it's It's not a completely raw program, but seventeen pounds of that twenty pounds is raw in the form of juices, yeah, and the, the you
0: know as Kate's on the show, and i I've learned this not only getting it in my head, but now I got it down here, where i'm I'm living that more over the especially over the past three or four months uh, in the juicing and stuff, and understanding that all disease really begins right there in your gut. And that's, that's really the biggest issue you have, and that's determined on what you're putting in. So the juices also take out the um, the fiber there right. because, obviously, they've got problems. And if you keep piling more and more fiber on, you're just feeding the problem. And so I, that clicked in my head when I was doing the juicing. Uh, some people have seen me. I've, I've lost Quite a bit of weight, and it was all just right in the belly area. That's all it was. I'm skinny as a beanpole everywhere, but right there, and I've lost that. I gained my energy. I got rid of brain fog. I had clarity of thought. I even the quote-unquote, if you want to call it willpower, whatever. Uh, your perception of things was enhanced. In the juicing, I'm going to say that was the major thing. I ate a lot of potatoes, onions, stuff like that, eliminated the meat for a specific time and dairy and things. And I saw tremendous results. And I don't think I have cancer, but I saw tremendous results in that. And so some people were, and I know you would agree with this. So people, if you don't want, if you don't want to need Patrick's uh, uh, services, change your diet. Fix your diet now. It's better to prevent it
1: than than to deal with it later, right? Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of care. Amen. And let food be your medicine. Let medicine be your food. That's Hippocrates, who to this day is considered the greatest genius in medical history. And so, you know, and Gerson, Gerson derived his therapy from the work of Hippocrates and Paracelsus. We actually have Hippocrates soup. I was going to ask the you about that. Yeah. yeah now, what's all, that? All... what's all in that? What's all in that? So you've got uh, celery root, you've got tomatoes, potatoes, onion, garlic, leek, and it's all combined into one soup and that's what hippocrates used to cleanse the liver and the kidneys in his patients it's called hippocrates soup and gerson got that from the work of hippocrates and paracelsus who i believe was a student of hippocrates and so that's those were the foundations of gerson's knowledge and understanding when he started embarking on nutrition um you know to heal disease and so look uh to this day, Hippocrates is considered the greatest physician that ever lived, and his famous quote is "Let food be your medicine, and let medicine be your food." It really is that simple. All right, Patrick, we got about a minute here. I want to ask another question of
0: you in a little bit. Can you hang on? If we if we close out the show, can you hang on a couple of minutes and we ask you that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to give you time here. There's about 50 seconds. Tell people where they can find out about you. And guys, if you go, to, if you do go to his place, use the promo code Kate so he knows you come from the Sons of Liberty. But tell people where they can find out more about you in the clinic.
1: Yeah. So our website is gersonclinic.com. Pretty simple. G-E-R-S-O-N clinic.com. And it's the Advanced Gerson Therapy. You can come directly to me, director at gersonclinic.com is my email. And, you know, I handle all intake. I handle everything coming in. So all texts, phone calls, emails. I'm the guy on the front end. I just I enjoy it. It's where I want to be. And, and, you know, I love talking about it. So you can contact me directly. But uh, that's that's where you can find us. People fly into San Diego and we escort them to the clinic and we take them back to the airport. It's a pretty simple process, uh, you know, to come and to go. So that's that's what we do. Amen. Amen. And you know what, Patrick? I'm, I'm glad you're out
0: there doing what you're doing. You say you're one of like three people or whatever, but I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. I'm glad that God has you in that place helping people restore their health. And uh, guys, again, if you want to check him out, gersonclinic.com. That's where you can catch him. Bradley, be with you at three. We're going to hold over just a few minutes. I want to ask another question because we got that from the audience, and we'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Adios. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from the radio. And, uh, Patrick, I, I just want to hold you over because I, I do have a question here. Uh, sure. And this is something we've talked about before. In fact, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, I started using something called humic and fulvic acid. Uh, we had uh, I had a good friend. Um, he was explaining to me the microorganisms and things of that nature and how they're good for gut health and all this other stuff. But somebody else asked here um, about humic and fulvic acid. How do you see that? Would you recommend it? Is it good for gut health and and things of that nature?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's ultimately comes broken down from composted material. No. So it's loaded with microorganisms, nutrition, vitamins, minerals, and I take it, you know, I personally take it myself. i add a little bit to my enema. I'll add a little bit to my juice. So absolutely. So that's what I mean. If you can make the foundations of your treatment the Gerson therapy, and you can expound on it with some of these other things that are, you know, becoming more popular and more of an understanding in natural medicine as providing benefit to people, then that's where you, you know, that's where you apply some of these things. But again, if somebody is just to do fulvic and humic acid, you know, just that alone to cure themselves, chances are they're not going to, you know, and it has to be based in something, again, similar to the principles of Gerson, and that's where you add those things in because they enhance the effect of each other, not just Gerson. It, enfa- it enhances the effects of Gerson, but it also enhances the effects of what you're trying to accomplish with these various things, right? So absolutely, fulvic and humic acid are, are very powerful remedies.
0: Yeah, we had, we had uh, a guy I met at Red Peel uh, this past year. Do I got the right thing on? I don't have the right thing on. Uh, I, we got a, a guy by the name of Pat Milicic. In fact, he's he's about my age. I'm laying hands on everybody to get my camera to do what it's supposed to do, but uh, for whatever reason, it's not. Uh, Pat Milicic, he's a, he was a four-time welterweight UFC fighter back in the 90s, and uh, he's out, I guess, this month. He may have already done it, but it was sometime around this month when we were going to be in Orlando. He, he was going to engage in another fight. He's like 55 or something. And uh, he was talking about the humic fulvic that they found somewhere up in Canada. And he said, we don't use any chemicals with it because a lot of them, they pull them out and they're fo- they are on fossils, they're on rocks and everything else. And they got to use a chemical to clean out. He said, we found a peat bog in Canada. You don't have to do that. We just freeze it, flash freeze it or whatever. And then you reanimate them, I guess, in like the boiling water kind of stuff. But I, I figured that would do. And I got to tell you, Patrick, it, it gets me on some thoughts of what I see in Scripture, too, because I think sometimes God does things that are just supernatural. He can say, like Jesus said, what's hard for me to say? Your sins are forgiven or get up and walk. When he told that guy to get up and walk and the guy walked, that was supernatural. He was not using the creation at all in it. It was just his word, get up and walk, and the guy walked. But there's also times where he took clay And we know that clay has a lot of microorganisms in them, certain kinds. He picks it up and spits it on it, and he puts it on the guy's eyes. Why couldn't he have just said, hey, see, you know? But he didn't do that. He used some of those. And it makes me wonder if he's showing us that he's put things into creation that are there for our benefit if we'll just pay attention to him instead of listening to all the other men who think they can somehow do better than what the creator did. Are you of the same
1: opinion of how that stuff kind of works? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are times in the Bible where he just outright healed people with whatever, if it's his energy, who knows, right? Or his word, like you said. And then there are times like the clay where he, you know, Where he was able to use what God has given us in order to accomplish what needed to be accomplished, just like fruits and vegetables, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. That's what God gave us, not just to keep us healthy, but to heal us as well. You know, I mean, like you mentioned in the beginning of the show about Daniel, you know, Daniel wanted to achieve a higher connection to our father, and he did that by rejecting the king's food, which was, like you said, more than likely meats and cheese and all the crap that, you know, people are eating today, you know, in a state of gluttony. And so he chose, exactly. you know, the vegetarian route when he was trying to accomplish the interpretation of the dream, because he felt that that was going to keep him the most connected to his creator and so there's multiple references like that in the scriptures. I mean, I think Esther was a, you know, Esther Fasting, was a, yep. yeah, and I think she was like a strict vegetarian as well, hmm. you know, I mean, and then you have Ezekiel four nine that teaches you how to make your bread and, you know, I mean, there's just multiple scriptures that lay these things out.
0: Yeah, it's really incredible, Patrick, and I, I tell you, I'm looking at the chat and the people are uh, very... They're like little sponges. They, they said, man, I love his passion and how he's explaining." it. And you do that because you've seen the results. This is not this is not theoretical for you. You see this day in and day out where the simple, you say it's a hard thing, and I get it. I, I, I get what you're saying. It's hard for people to leave what they're doing. But I always try to take it back to what Scripture is and correct our thinking and our language. You know, the Bible says the way of the sinner is hard. That's, it's, hard. it's the way of the sinner is hard But Jesus says take my yoke upon you Learn from me For my yoke is easy And my burden is light Why? Because Christ changes our want to I, I really believe that He takes out a heart of stone He gives a heart of flesh He gives us new desires He makes us new creations That's what he said And we want We desire to do it Yeah it might be a little difficult at first Making that change But I can tell you I know it from experience Like I said now Things I used to crave, you walk by the counter, you see something there, and you, now I can just blow it off. And my body, it's a its a very strange thing for me because I wasn't expecting it. My body actually desires the hmm. things I was putting It was good. We went, we, we sat in an airport on Saturday for hours waiting on a plane that they finally canceled, and we ended up having to drive to Florida uh, that hmm. night. And we went into this Mexican restaurant, and I was looking at all this, you know, Mexican food and stuff like that, which I love Mexican food. And... Even my sons, that you know, one of them is de- was dealing, fighting off a leaky gut issue. I think he's pretty much whooped it now. But uh, uh, we all had something that was not, you know, heavy and all this other. Me and my other son had salads. And we were talking about, while we were looking at the menu, boy, you know, that salad sounds really good. You've got all this other stuff that they've got. That salad sounds really good. Uh, the juices, I can go in there and I can make up the juice and I do The carrot, apple, lemon, turmeric, ginger thing. I just took what Kate was talking about, and I just said, oh, that sounds pretty good. And I know it does a lot of different things. All of those things do different things in our body. I can drink one of those and be full for the majority of the day. That's that's how I've been. I guess my stomach's about that big where it's supposed to be now. And so it's not – my stomach is not telling me, you have to do this – I'm pretty much telling, or my body's now saying, give us the good stuff, not that other stuff that was being put in here before.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, and getting back to my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That is true. But when you're sick, I'll tell you something, you know, uh, there's a reason why in the word disciple, I mean, look at the word. Yeah, discipline. Discipline. I mean, there were no more disciplined people in the history of the world than John the Baptist and Christ. Those guys, what they did f- to their physical bodies, what was the first thing Christ did after he was baptized? Fast 40 days. That's exactly right. He went out and fasted for 40 days. Who can do that today? I can't. <laughs> I tell you right now, it's so hard for me to fast 40 days. It's hard for me to fast three days. Sure, You know, so um, to be a disciple, right, it requires discipline. And so to get back to the ways of our father, especially if you're trying to heal and advance cancer and advanced disease— You got to become a disciple and that requires unbelievable amounts of discipline. And the only people in history have had that perfect discipline were John the Baptist and Christ. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are others, but they are. Classic examples,
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't think many people would want uh, John the Baptist diet either. What, locusts and wild honey? Uh, <laughs> how does that go? Uh, but I'm, I'm sure
1: it was tasty for him, <laughs> at the time. And, and probably all that was available where he was hanging out, right? You know, absolutely,
0: so. absolutely. Patrick, I want to give you the final word here. By the way, guys, Patrick
1: is coming to us live from Ireland. What are you doing over there in Ireland? So I try to come over here in October to Killarney because it's the deer rutting season. Ah. And, and it's an amazing sight. There's only this special kind of deer in this part of Ireland, um, in Killarney. And if you go to the major park where everybody takes their walk, all the deer are rutting, like the deer are battling each other for, you know, their mates. And so you see the dominant deer with, you know, seven females and he just finished fighting and he's now, it's unbelievable. They're doing it right in front of you, the, you know, the, the jaunting and the fighting um, and, you know, the rutting season, it's, it's pretty, a, a pretty incredible sight to see. And so I try to come over here this time of year, uh, get out of hot, steamy Florida and, um, and, you know, see, see this spectacle of nature that, that goes on here every October in, in Killarney. Cool, cool. Well, I got to tell you, I don't think
0: it was that steamy. We we had just got back last night, and it was uh, it was fantastic. I I guess it was a little cooler, a uh, little a little more overcast most of the time. Now it was great to be down there. Yeah. At, but but we've got great weather here in South Carolina. I didn't want to leave it. It was kind of cool and. Uh, sunny and things of that nature. I want to give you the last word, Patrick. If, if you had, uh, you know, if this is, and, and it's not going to be your last time being on the show, I hope, but if it were and you would leave a message with people, what would that message be?
1: Plain and simple, we're digging our graves with our teeth, right? We're digging our graves with our forks. You know, we obviously we're exposed to all these other things that, you know, are out of our control. But if we're living within the laws of nature that our father laid out for us, the external laws of nature, we'd be protected from a lot of those things that, you know, are are destroying us outside of our control. Unfortunately, we're compounding the problem with what we eat. And those things, you know, just the three major things that you really got to get rid of are salt. We didn't talk about it, but salt, there's no salt on the Gerson therapy. It is one of the primary causes of all disease. And people say, well, I don't eat the bad salt, I eat the good salt. We didn't go into it, but let me tell you something, there's no such thing as good salt. There's such thing as better salt, but there's no such thing as good salt. And we didn't go into the science behind that. Maybe that's a topic for, you know, another show. But I think it uh, would be a good a good. Yeah, one. yeah, because it, it's something that needs to be spoken about. There's a reason why the Dead Sea is dead. And it's because of the sodium content that cannot support life. And so salt is sodium chloride. The chloride molecule destroys human health. And we can go into that more. But anyway, you got to stay off salt. Second of all, you've got to stay off all the fat. You know, when we were talking about alkalinity and acidity, right, we were talking about pH. pH is potential hydrogen. And so today we are eating so much fat. So much partially hydrogenated products, partially hydrogenated oil, but particularly saturated fats. Well, what are saturated fats saturated with? Hydrogen. That's how you define a fat based on its saturation or unsaturation with hydrogen. Okay. So all your meat, all your cheese, coconut oil, these things, butter, you know, cookies, cake, ice cream, these things are high in saturated fats. And it prevents the oxygenation of tissue because the hydrogen causes an electrical charge in the human body where the cells cannot accept oxygen. It literally repels oxygen away. So you got to cut out salt. You have got to cut out the animal products that are high in saturated fat, which includes eggs, which includes cheese, which includes meat. These are some of the primary major causes of disease. You have to start taking some raw flax oil every single day. I mean, raw flax oil is pure medicine because of its unsaturated nature and it draws oxygen into the cell. So that's the third principle. And you know, the fourth principle is you got to get off your phones. This EMF radiation that we're exposing ourselves to, constantly being on our phones, constantly being on our computers, even walking down the street, but you're just drawing it in more. We know that 5G, 4G prevents oxygen from binding to hemoglobin. So you can't deliver oxygen to the cells if you can't get oxygen onto hemoglobin. And 5G and 4G prevents oxygen from binding to hemoglobin. So the more we're exposing ourselves to these things, the worse off we're going to be. So these are some basic principles that people have to start abiding by. You know, Gerson therapy now, it's not just for curing disease. Now it's an issue of prevention. And so, you know, we've are we really – we're in a mess. And uh, it takes radical steps and measures to deliver ourselves from that. Okay. All right. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry, I didn't mean to cough over you guys.
0: Um, Something just went right down my throat there. Uh, There are several things you mentioned. I'd love to have you back on to talk about the Hmm. salt issue – Um, and I, I I guess that one's kind of blowing my mind because I'm sitting here going, you know, don't we have sodium in our bodies and stuff like that? And isn't there a certain, isn't there a certain thing, isn't there a certain thing? Even when we talk chlorine dioxide, it's a salt mineral uh, that's used in that sodium chloride, not chloride, uh, that's being used. And isn't there some good effect? I mean, even Jesus talks about, you know, he he speaks of us as a preservative. Uh, he's not necessarily talking about the other, but he speaks of us as a preservative. And, and I know we've talked about something being worth its weight in salt. And, of course, there's a whole caveat behind that. But I'd, I'd love to get you back on and talk about the issue with salt. Eggs, too. I mean, come on, man. I got chickens. I like the choline. And the, And I got to tell you, I listened to Dr. Berg, and uh, that's what he talked about, about not cooking the yellow, eating the yellow. The choline was good. I had a gallbladder. Uh, attacks a lot of stones and i took his recommendation for the eggs for the salad and for the uh, kale shakes and i haven't had them since and i was having them like every week i didn't know what they were so i'd love to get you back on and talk a little bit about that and kind of explore some of those things i think we need to understand how how to use things and how not to use things so uh we appreciate your time patrick here is um if you'll hang on i'll say goodbye to you off air here's patrick's uh, website again, it's GersonClinic.com. Again, it's not, doesn't have a T. I know some people say Gersten. It's not Gersten. It's Gerson, Ger, and son, like your boy. <laughs> G-E-R-S-O-N com, And uh, if you contact uh, Patrick Tell him Give him the promo code Kate Tell him you heard it On the Sons of Liberty And uh, he's going to take Real good care of you Down there And I'm sorry I don't know what the deal is With this uh, Sons of Liberty Thing here I think I can get rid of it With this Ta-da See um, <clears throat> Anyway Yeah I really messed That up today Sorry That's what happens When I go out And I come back I need a computer That I can just have Sit inside And take it And all oh, it's set up And then I don't have to Yeah What a mess. Anyway, thank you guys for being here tomorrow. I'm going to share with you some of the stuff that we learned at the LifeWave conference. Uh, We'll probably take on some other things as well. And, uh, yeah, stick to it. You're going to get me see. Uh, You'll you'll see that I, I clean up okay. Um, I had to wear a suit and stuff for Saturday night, so you'll get to see some of that (laughs) along with my boys. And uh, here's some of the things that we've had, and I'm kind of hoping maybe Rebecca will call in, give us some of her experience as well. Maybe I'm not trying to embarrass her, but it was a pleasure meeting you, Rebecca, and sorry we didn't get the picture. So uh, be with us tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., bright and early, Lord willing. We'll see you then, and then catch Bradley at 3 today, and we'll talk to you in the morning.